Hello, welcome to another episode of Claire on Air. I'm your host, Claire DeLay, and let's get into it. Hello, so this is going to be the episode that I was originally going to post yesterday, I guess. Yeah, I'm recording this, finishing recording it. To Yeah, yesterday was the day that it published. Um, but this is the episode that I was going to talk about. It was originally going to publish, so this is the rest of it. I've gone ahead and finished all of it. Um, so yeah, it will be getting a bonus episode this week. And this episode uh, is on mead, which is the ancient honey wine. So we're going to go through some of the history and have a little fun with it. Honestly, the history of mead is super interesting. So it kind of dates back to 20 or 40,000 years ago. They really cannot pinpoint an exact date that it, they, you know, it originated. But honestly, who's surprised they can't do that? Um, it's so long ago. And as you'll find a little bit later, it also kind of can occur naturally, actually. Um, and it did originate in Africa. Uh, it kind of just starts with this uh, Osmo... Ptolemaic yeast, which is kind of produced, it's produced naturally. Um, the bees do produce it sometimes. That's not really their original yeast. It's not the yeast that they, or it's the byproduct that it's not what they want from creating honey, but it is created by the osmotic pressure. Um, so technically, the bees don't, they do produce it, but they don't want it and didn't want to produce it. It was just a byproduct of them producing their honey and living their little bee lives. Uh, and it kind of originates with... Yeah, it honestly originated with the elephants. And in that time period, they had drastic weather changes. So that when it go with elephants would knock down all of the different like trees that they had. And the drastic weather changes from a super dry season... The, the droughts and then the torrent rains created these perfect conditions. So um, when the elephants were knocking down and with, it created a uh, rot in the trees. And so when the elephants would knock it down and then the drought would happen, it would create these hollows that the bees would move into. And then the, once the bees moved in and the torrent, the torrential rains happened that created Honestly, it created mead because you had these hollows that had honey in it and then the byproduct of the bees, which was the yeast, and then it filled with water, and then boom, you had mead. It started from fermentation process. So that was honestly super interesting, um, and that's kind of how mead was created. And so the early, early African Bushmen collected the honey and the mead. They collected both of them. And then as people left Africa, they took the knowledge of mead and how to make it with them. And so this was kind of like... And it started to become super well-known through Europe, India, China. Uh, and even though, like, modern people mostly think about it as the Vikings drink because the Vikings were just very, you know, I don't know why we really think about it as a Vikings drink. I think it's probably just because Vikings were the most known to have drink it Um also, Vikings are like an interesting or fun to talk about where you talk about everyone else basically could use it because honey was a luxury good. It was seen as only the royals had it. But with Vikings, you know, you don't really have royals that you think about. And they were just barbarians, basically. And they were the ones that would drink mead in the big barrels on their ships. That's, I think that's why in modern times we connect it with the Vikings, even though it was seen as 
a luxury drink for the Royals because honey was a luxury. And once Marco Polo brought back sugarcane, and that was a way more inexpensive source of sugar, honey kind of lost its um, base. Honey, honey just kind of lost its grab on the markets back then. And it kind of went, I mean, it never went away. People still use honey all the time. And honestly, they sugar canes are produced, but a lot of monks and monasteries would use it. They would use the honey to create beeswax. And then once they ended the beeswax, they would also make mead. And there's some monasteries that have been making mead for over 400 years. I wish someday I would be able to try that mead, but I don't think anyone could. But like just like the knowledge they must have on creating mead for over 400 years, you know their stuff's got to be delicious. And so... And like that's kind of like where it was for many, many years. But as most things, history comes back around and hipsters have found it because, you know, all the big microbreweries have been super big. And honestly, I found like I was just like how I kind of found me. I was just doing some research online. I don't really know how I got to it, but I got to like a couple. I went down the YouTube hole and I ended up on a video about me. And I was like, oh, this is kind of interesting. And I did a bunch more research. And then I found out, like, one of the twins from the, the Sprouse twins from Sweet Love, Zach, and Cody, he's actually a master meter, and he owns his own brewery in Brooklyn, um, which is just super interesting. Like, just like that's like one Disney star who didn't take the normal path of a Disney star that they ended up usually taking, and they actually used all their money and became, but I was just like, that's the most random thing. For Dylan Sprouse to do was become a master meter, but you know, people people are interested in what they're interested in, and so. But as is like the hipsters is what really brought it back, and you see that like he has a like, I think it's called like all wise metery in Brooklyn, and there is right up here in uh, Maine they had a couple, quite a few of them, and I actually went last weekend to this one in Portland, uh, like honey makers or something, because I was like after doing the shoots, I was like yo, I have to try mead. Like, this is just, I was like, I need to know what it tastes like. And like, cause there's a bunch of people say it tastes either. It honestly depends. But upon the research I found, it depends on what kind of honey and how long it's fermented. Like any kind of like drink, it can have many different tastes, but mead, any tastes kind of like a, either like a rosé type wine, or they can, some meads can taste like more like a beer. Um, the one I tried I I love blueberries and I love sweet things. So I tried the blueberry mead and yes, honestly, delicious, 10 out of 10. Fully try it. Um and I got a cranberry one too, but I haven't yet tried the cranberry one. But the blueberry one was so good and I do and I really like mead, I've decided. Um but I do understand where they do say it's more like a rosé. It did kind of taste more like a yeah, like I said, more like rosé, more of a wine than others where they taste more like beer. But I just like, of course, hipsters would bring back this ancient drink and make it popular again. And it is becoming more and more popular um, as microbreweries are popping up everywhere and are trying. And also like, because some do taste more like beer. So, like, you know, definitely in the IPA industry, they would definitely have a good size um market for it as someone who's not big in IPAs I don't really know much about it or ever really want to I guess 
Um, but yeah, I recommend Mean, and I thought it was looking more into. It, I was like, that's just kind of how interesting that how it came to be. Yeah, until like two or three weeks ago, I'd never heard of Mead a day in my life. And so I just was like super interested in it and I want to try it. So I went out, got some, and I liked it. And I do want to try more of it because, like I've stated earlier, that there's so many different varieties. But so like, but honestly, there's so many different varieties of everything out there that, you know, there's definitely going to be more, probably ones I like I like and ones that I don't. Um, but I really like the blueberry one. And I do kind of want to taste the ones that do taste more like a beer, just so I can compare and contrast it because I feel like they'd be drastically different. But also every meadery and every, they call them meters, like uh, they each have their own special, you know, brewing system and brew that each breweries would taste a little different. So I believe it's all, I mean, like anything, it's all subjective. Um, But definitely, I definitely recommend mead for anyone that would like to try it. I recommend it. It was an interesting and then definitely the history of it is like more interesting too. And I'm definitely gonna dive even more, I'm gonna dive even deeper into the history of mead and how it's made. And just because that's honestly just like the way like I said, it was created naturally in the wild. I mean, you know, with wild yeast, like I bet that I mean didn't taste great. Um, just like out of a tree, but even then, like I wish there was like a meadery somewhere that tried to like replicate it how it was made in the wild. Just because, like, I feel like that'd be so interesting to try. Uh, you know, kind of how like uh how they were re like they were like in a pharaoh's tomb or some tomb, and they found traces of a, like a perfume bottle, and then they tried to recreate that. I don't know. I just think recreating history like replicating history is more of the term I would look for is honestly so interesting and I could learn about that stuff for hours but like just imagine tasting like what they the first meat they tasted and be like oh this is good but it probably for our standards it would not be good but yeah just like learning and understand I really don't know where I was going with that topic but yeah, I really recommend mead for anyone out there trying it. Um, I gave the blueberry mead from the Honeymakers in Portland, Maine, 10 out of 10. I have a cranberry one, haven't yet tried it. But they had so many different interesting flavors, so I recommend giving them a look. They had, like, uh, iced tea ones, which I just don't know if I would that would be good. They had, like, apple ones, um, honey lavender lemonade. Could be interesting. I haven't tried it yet, like I said, but I eventually maybe someday I will or maybe I won't. But yeah, you should look into it on yourself if you would so like. And yeah, really, I think I'm going to end the podcast here today. I've definitely gone on long enough. Um, so yeah, thank you for sticking out to the end today. I really don't know where that where that ended or I don't know how where it started to where it ended. But have a great day, y'all.